Tidwell's going to come now, and uh, she's going to inspire us to pray, and then we're going to pray together corporately in one mind and one accord. Would you please welcome Sister Susan? Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what's going on in my life, no matter how I feel, no matter what I see going on, I will be glad because I know that the Lord is in control and he is with us. I want to, I believe tonight that we are living in one of the most intense times of spiritual warfare we've ever experienced. Do you believe that? It seems like the enemy's attacks are more strategic and as frequent as ever before. In fact, one minister I've been listening to says that demonic entities are gaining strength by attaching themselves to each other for more power and strength. You are being targeted. Beware. Why? Because you're a threat. And he is trying to wear down the saints. Tonight I felt I needed to warn you about four levels of warfare that the enemy is using to attack. He's using to distract, destroy, and oppress us in these last days. And let me tell you, I can say with more confidence than I've ever said it before that we are living in the last days. We need to be aware and we need to be ready for battle. This may not be new information that I'm bringing to you tonight, but we cannot become complacent. We must be prepared. The definition of an attack is to act out violently against someone, to try to hurt, to injure, or destroy someone. And can I tell you tonight, that's what the enemy wants to do to you. So where is the battleground? Most of our battles are in our minds. That's where it starts. And let me ask you tonight, are you dealing with an attack that you can identify? Or maybe you might be having an attack that you feel, but you don't know where it's coming from. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, which is a familiar passage of scripture to us, Paul gives us four levels of spiritual warfare. They are our battleground, and if we learn how to fight on these four levels, we can walk in freedom from this. Do you want to be victorious tonight? Finally, brethren... This is verse 10 of Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Lord and in his might, mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not flesh and blood. We are not fighting against each other. This is spiritual warfare. But against principalities against powers, rulers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So here are the four levels of warfare that we face today. Number one, this is from the 
weakest to the strongest attacks. Principalities are the lowest level. Powers is the second level. Rulers of this dark world is the third level. And spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms are the fourth level that we face warfare with on a daily basis. Level one, principalities. Principalities do not have any power over you, only through suggestion. It's a battle of the mind. If they can't get in your mind, if they can get in your mind, they can control you. If the devil can suggest enough lies to you and get you to the believe them, then he has established a stronghold in your mind. Principalities specialize in the whispering to you, the little things that bombard you with false information until they have you completely bound. These whispers may sound like this. You're a disappointment. You have no direction. You are worthless. It is over. You just need to sit down and shut up. You are a loser. You're unseen. You're unusable. You're of no value. You are nothing. You are nobody. You are hopeless. And I stand here tonight open before you for the past three months. These specific things that I just pointed out to you as whispers that the devil can use against you, he has used against me. Because he is wearing, he wants to wear down the saints. Level two is powers. Powers seek out wounded and easily offended people to operate in them. Does anybody know of a person that's easy to offend? We all know them. They carry a spirit of offense and cause trouble wherever they can. They will analyze everything you say and always have a chip on their shoulder. So how, this is how powers work. When principalities can't come against your mind by suggestion, Satan will try to pull you into the wrong battle. Even though we do not war against flesh and blood, the enemy wants you in a flesh and blood battle. That's what he seeks to do. He will try to send someone with an offended spirit to speak against you, make you mad, push your emotional buttons. Now, do you know somebody like that? The minute you get distracted by someone who is a spirit of offense, you are now in the wrong battle. He pulls you out of praise. He pulls you out of worship into the battle of the flesh flesh and blood. This is a warning. Satan wants to entangle you in the warfare of this world. Level three, rulers of this dark world, they're ruling over our era. These are rulers and top level spiritual enemy forces seen or unseen that rule over territories and over cities. This is why we see cities that are bound by alcoholism, drug abuse, drug addiction, sexual sin, and political powers. 
We are influenced by what is going on around us. If we're not firm in the word of God. Level four is spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. And this is the highest level of warfare. At this level of warfare of the kingdom, hosts in evil evil heavenly realms are trying to shut down the church, trying to shut down praise, and trying to shut down worship. Hosts are trying to shut down prayer warriors as well. He's trying to distract the prayer warriors. He's trying to make you feel like your prayers aren't working. This is why we need the whole church praying corporately for power and strength. It takes all of us praying and coming together to stand strong and fight what is coming against our church, our people, and our nation. And we will not win if we are not praying and we are not in God's word. So what happens when the whole church prays? The atmosphere shifts. We need each other. And let me tell you, the enemy is working very hard to keep us apart. He's trying to say, doesn't matter if I'm there or not. Doesn't matter if I'm praying. It doesn't matter if I'm praising and worshiping. It doesn't even matter if I'm here. Let me tell you, that is a lie. And the enemy is trying to destroy the church with it. If the enemy can get you isolated from the corporate body, we will not win the spiritual battles that we face. We have to have each other for strength to stand up and to push back spiritual darkness. We need to wake up. We need to quit lying to ourselves, having pity parties, and blaming everybody else. As long as you tolerate the pain from a spiritual attack, you will remain to live in that pain and you will not be victorious. You will not overcome the attack. God didn't call you to just survive and say, oh, I'm just barely making it. Oh, I'm used to these attacks. They come and they go. This is just the way it is, so I'll just survive with it. We need to quit speaking death over ourselves. Jesus said we are overcomers. The day you will be free is when you get sick and tired of losing to the enemy's attacks of oppression, depression, intimidation, and bondage and say, I refuse to let the enemy win any longer. Get your fight back. We need you. We need to bind together and get our fight back and move forward and push back the gates of hell. Instead of letting the enemy chase you, turn around and chase him for once. You, you are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Go on the offensive instead of defending yourself all the time. There is nothing that you and God cannot conquer. You will never live out your potential in God if you believe the lies of the enemy. 
In Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, God gives us the equipment that we need to fight and to win in spiritual warfare. We have to put on our own pieces of the armor of God. Nobody can put it on for us. We have to make an effort. We've got to pick them up, and we've got to put them on. God can't do it for us. It is a warfare that we must take on spiritually. The word says too, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after that, after you've done that, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and the breastplate of place of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy one. Take the helmet of salvation, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of requests. I want to tell you that all of these are vital pieces for us to survive in spiritual warfare that we go through on a day-to-day basis. But I just want to take one of these pieces and talk about it tonight. And I want to talk about the sword of the Spirit, which is what? It is the Word of God. Hebrews says that the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, even to the division of the soul and the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the only thing can separate what you do from what you do. If I'm going to stand during an attack of the enemy, I'm going to have to have the word of God in my mouth. And that means knowing the word of God. It doesn't just mean picking it up one day out of the month. It means daily reading it, knowing it, speaking it, speaking it out loud, speaking it into your situation, speaking it to where you're at, taking authority in our prayers. When Jesus returns in the book of Revelation, he he does not have a sword in his hand. He has a sword in his mouth. You have to have the word, you have to have, and you have to point a word of the Lord into your spiritual warfare. In Deuteronomy 6 and 8 says that the Israelites were to keep the word on their hearts. They were to teach it to each to their children, to talk about it when they sit in their home, to walk by it when they lie down and when they rise. They even wore the word as frontlets between their eyes and on their hands and had it written on their doorposts and gates. The word is our weapon and we need to hide it in our hearts so that It is available when the enemy comes to attack. If you are not reading the word, if you're not hiding the word in your heart, if you're not finding, memorizing scriptures that you can speak out loud, I will tell you that you are not going to win your battle. 
in the days that we're living in, we have to have the word of God, the word of the living God. It is power, it is strength, and it has authority in it. And he wants us to know it, and he wants us to use it in our situations. So when the devil comes against you, you have to get a scripture and go after the enemy. You have to say, I don't care what you said. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. And I will not be distracted by why I, by why I see and how I feel. God's word is truth and I will stand on it. Are you standing on the word of God tonight? When you raise in the morning, get up and many of us, I don't do this, but I'm starting to do this, is when I get out of bed, I'm saying, this is the day that the Lord has made every day. I will rejoice and be glad in it. If God be for me, who can be against me? I'm going to speak blessing instead of death over myself, and I'm going to prophesy over my day. This is going to be a good day in the Lord. He's going to give me blessings He's going to be with me. He's going to guide me. He's going to protect me through this day. This is a warfare you personally have to take on spiritually, and you can't win without speaking. It is words that have bound you, and it will be God's word that will free you. You have to speak the truth over the lies and declare truth over our lives to be an overcomer. The Bible said we should be sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, roams as a lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for somebody with their guard down, somebody that's not been reading their word, somebody that's not been praying. Some, he's looking for somebody who's had their buttons pushed. He's looking for somebody who can't break the habit. He's looking for somebody who keeps giving in to the cycle of oppression in their life, who just can't seem to get over it and receive victory. That's who he's looking for. So what you need to know is that every time that the devil walks into a situation, he is the one who is vulnerable. And you want to know why? He is taking a risk of crossing the bloodline. He is thinking and he is hoping that maybe, maybe this would be the day, this would be the hour that he would catch you off guard. Beware. The second thing I want to say in regards to this is beware of becoming vulnerable with the busyness of life. We're too busy. We're too busy to read the word. We're chasing things. We're trying to keep up with the kids. It's a trap from the enemy that leaves you open for attack. You're worried about the house. You're worried about the finances. You're worried about your children. You're worried about COVID. He wants to entangle you with focusing on the wrong things. If he can do this, he can distract you from praying and reading the word where your strength and your victory comes from. If you are sick and tired of going through the same attacks over and over, you need to start declaring it in the heavenlies. It's time for the tribe of the Lion of Judah to stand and take action and begin to roar back and say, 
I am not taking this anymore. It is time to put on your combat boots and say, I do not have to live like this. I am not taking this another day. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I have not been made to just survive, but I have been made to soar and to be victorious. So we're not only... I need to put this mic on here. Excuse me one minute. I hope you can hear me. If you can't, let me know. So we not only need to know how to fight with our sword, but we need to learn how to wedge the sword between the enemy and yourself. And what it means to wedge the sore is to dig in and to stand your ground. And the enemy can't go any further than where you have wedged the word of God. He cannot get to you. So let me illustrate to you. Some of you may be saying tonight that this battle that's going on is too intense. But in Exodus, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord says, he will fight for me. And all I have to do is to be silent. So Satan, I will not believe your lies anymore. If God is for me, who can be against me? Lord, I feel alone I feel forgotten but Psalms 145 18 19 says that the Lord is near to all who call upon his name Satan he knows where I am you are a liar and he will not leave me or forsake me I stand in authority of God's word, and you no longer have any power over me in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what's going on. I don't, I don't know what to do. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, fear not, for I am with you, and I will strengthen and help you. Fear Enemy does not come from the Lord, and I will not believe it, and I will trust in him. Back up, Satan. I resist you in the name of Jesus, and now you have to flee. Fighting, wielding, standing firm on the word, fighting back. Not in always being on the defensive, but fighting back with the word of God. We have got to take our place. We have got to take our authority in Christ. Why did he die on the cross? He's left this. He died on the cross. He says, I give this to you. We have to use it.
So here are some scriptures regarding the word. And I'm just going to take them from the book of Psalms 119. It's a very, very long chapter, and I, I didn't write them all down. So, But here's a few that I want to leave with you tonight. Your word I will hide in my heart that I might not sin against you. I will delight myself in your statues, and I will not forget your word. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. My soul melts from heaviness, Lord. Strengthen me with your word. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I put my trust in your word. Do you believe the word? Do you believe what the word says about you? Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. You are my portion, O Lord. I have said this, that I would keep your words. Let, I pray, your mercy, merciful kindness be for my comfort, according to your word to your servant. Your, your word is a lamp unto my feet, and it is a light unto my path. I am afflicted very much. Revive me, O Lord, according to your word. You are my hiding place, my shield. I have hope in your word. Direct my steps by your word, and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Princes persecute me without a cause, but my heart stands in awe of your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your word. Your word has the answer for any and every situation that you go through in life. But you have to read it, and you have to know it, and you have to have it in your heart. Isaiah says, for they shall fear the name of the Lord, for the enemy comes in like a flood, but the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And here's what I like about this verse that I didn't know. The word standard means, it means a banner, it means a flag, but in the context of this scripture, here's what it means. It allows me to turn around and fight back. Standard. So if I could have John uh, to come and play some music for me. Um, I've asked our Monday night prayer group if you would go ahead and come forward and to help pray tonight. I have a specific direction that I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart to, to do tonight. So I need you guys to come up forward and just kind of spread out and face the congregation. I'm telling you tonight and what I have been through in previous months, that tonight I'm drawing a circle around myself and I'm saying no more. I'm not going to live in defeat anymore. 
I'm not going to live on the lies of the enemy anymore. I am sick and tired of the attacks of the enemy. And I have authority in the name of Jesus to be more than a conqueror. I want to be victorious. If you don't begin to stand up and fight, you're going to continue to lose your battle again and again and remain defeated. It is time to conquer the spirit behind the attack with the sword of the spirit in your hand, which is the word of God. Then charge the gates of hell. You can be free. So this is how I want to pray tonight. If you guys would just kind of spread out a little bit bit more here. I want anybody who is struggling. I want anybody who needs victory. I want anyone that's being attacked by the enemy either you personally or a family member, I want you to come and stand. This is your night of victory. It's time to be victorious. It's time to be victorious. I'm going to wait a minute because I know there's more than three. If the Lord is speaking to you, don't think about it. Don't analyze it. Get up and walk down front. <laughs>